say to someone, yeah, you have a few hives, and I have a few bees and things, and they say, yeah, have you got all the stuff, like, have you got all the things to put on? You say, yeah, I do, I have all, I have all of those things. And uh, um, it seems to fascinate people. Somehow it's like, you know, where did you get them, you know, and, and how did you get them, and, and uh, what do they look like, and so on. Um, there's, you see people using all sorts of things. One of the most important things you have to do is you have to prevent yourself from being stung. And uh, Noel Power was telling me that when he started beekeeping, he used his, uh, his wife's wedding hat and uh, the, the, the curtain veil, that, you know, the, the, the curtains that you put over and so on. Things have got a bit more sophisticated now. And, and, but people, one thing that you have to do is you have to wear, it's not what you wear, it's a thickness of clothes is what you have to wear. You have to stop the bee sting going into you. So you, you know, you normally wear two, two layers of something. So wearing a fleece is a good idea inside your bee suit because the sting won't go through the thickness of the fleece. However, usually you're at the beekeeping on a warm summer's day and you're usually passing out. So um, it's a kind of a, a, a difficulty. Well, that's my first suit. That was the, I got so excited about beekeeping and those, the apiary demonstrations were on. And uh, I ran into Atkins and I just picked the first suit that I saw on the shelf and put it on. And you can't really work it out here, but the crotch of that one was kind of down by my ankle. <laughs> um, and it was an XXXL. And, uh, you know, it, it certainly wasn't the most becoming article of clothing at all. So, um, essentially what, 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 what the beekeeper is to, to know, or what I've done, is that I've gone, gone kind of high, high fashion. Um, and I, I got these out more, I just washed these for me the other day, because they were the battery. But normally what you do is, you go down to um, uh, Pat McDonald and you buy yourself what's called a painter's pants. A kind of size bigger than you normally take and you put that on over your, your ordinary trousers. So that's one of the, uh, the items. And then, uh, in addition to that then, you have your, uh, you have what you call your, your half suit, which is kind of a, uh, this item here, which you just, it's a smock. Now just do it, as I said, I brought it in, I made this way to do it, you just slip it on, and, and what's great about it is, you put it on, and you do your stuff, and then when you get too hot, or the bees are after you, whatever, you can take it off again. When you've got the full suit on, uh, it's very impossible to get it on and off. So the half suit, if anyone is thinking of taking it up, um, I recommend very, very strongly. Why white? Uh, just to be able to get it on and off as well. Why are they white? Well, they're white. Some white calms the bees uh, quite a lot, and there tends to be that sense of uh, um, tradition as well. But uh, and I notice a lot of the new beekeepers now are wearing these kind of camouflage ones, and they're wearing these khaki ones, and they're wearing kind of almost like military ones. And there's a lot of talk amongst beekeepers now to say, who's after coming up with this now? And you know, where did that come from? And you know, so I don't really know. They're, they're white, and when, when people are talking about it, they say it tends to calm the bees or they're this. Maybe there's quite a brightness of them. And um, I'm not sure. And um, the other thing that 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 that, that you get. I bring up my box of, box of tricks here as well, is um, this is uh, uh, the most useful object. This is the, the hive tool. And uh, uh, these are quite expensive. They're only 20 euros each, and I'm always losing them. Maura doesn't know this, but I have to go away and keep on buying these because I'm always uh, uh, misplacing them everywhere and anywhere. They're like a little chisel, and you use that uh, when you come to the to the gap, the bees, uh, you know, you have to take this up. This whole thing now has been glued together so you have to drive it in here and lift that, bring it over the other side, crack it open and, and, and so on. Then when you, you come along, the bees are flying up, 
you use this part of the, the B, B2 to, to, all this is stuck together and to, to lever it apart and to bring it up, uh, the, the B tool is invaluable. So again, it's like anything, it's only when you use something like this that you know how it works and how it functions. So um, this is the Hive tool, and there are different types and different forms, and that's another big part of the, of, of the beekeeping stuff. The other things is our gloves. We have got the gloves too, more uh, These are the gloves, and uh, they, they have gauntlets on them. The reason why is that uh, the bees love stinging at you where your skin is at its shallowest, okay, or your pulse points, if you like. So very good at finding out your um, your smell uh, at your wrists, at your ankles. That's why all the beekeepers have Wellingtons on, okay? Because they you get stung the ankles, you get stung the forehead quite a lot. Jane was very good for me to me when, when I got my bee suit first. She put in an extra layer on the hat, and I thought this was great. Oh, that would keep me uh, good. But the bees managed to sting me through the um, the little stitching on the on, on the bee hat. So and um, they they can they can work out where you're most vulnerable and go for you. And uh, that's why uh, gloves, rubber gloves, anything like that, and uh, um, that that's that's what's used. And um, rubber gloves in particular because sometimes um, uh, when you're handling the bees or when you have to pick up a queen and you need something which is going to protect you uh, but at the same time, you can you can handle handle the particular bees. So the big big labour gloves here are a bit cumbersome uh, for that kind of work. So they're all the stuff that, that you need. And the bee box. And there's a picture of a bee box. Most beekeepers have a bee box because they carry everything with them. And and I I, I love this bee box. I got a present of this from. And what happens in this whole thing is that the man who owned this box is dead. He's a beekeeper who passed away. And, uh, you know, usually what happens is when a beekeeper passes away, uh, another beekeeper comes along and takes, looks after the hives and cleans out his shape and cleans out his stuff. But I was starting off and uh, I got a present of this thing from an old beekeeper who said, look, this man is gone, you take over his box now. But it's a particularly, and there's still stuff in the bottom of this box and I even did the hat to take it out, you know. And little notes belong to him and his pencil and various little doodads that, that he has. And there's a little label here for labeling the hive, you know, small little things like that. But it's typical beekeeper stuff, just an old box made up with a wagon pipe, a nail put through it, hooks on it, you know. And there's something in all the beekeepers that they're kind of thrifty, you know. They, they do things themselves, they, they don't want to buy anything and they kind of adapt to the whole thing. And I suppose that's one of the reasons I'm in love with this whole uh, idea, is because it's all got to do with this vernacular, this sense of response to need and so on. There's another beekeeper's box. Look at his handle there. He's, he's taken a bit of copper piping, hammered it, and put it around an old brush handle, you know. And there's, like, nothing goes to waste in the beekeeping world. It's always, the tin is always kept, and uh, all sorts of different uh, commodities and items. So, uh, that's just the, the bee box. And then, of course, there's the smoker. And, uh, and the smoker is, is, uh, is, is fantastic. Uh, you know, somebody could write a PhD thesis on the smoker itself, uh, uh, how it works, what you put into it, uh, you know, um, lighting it, and um, what the material, like, it's just absolutely, uh, sorry now, go back to you. Uh, 
most beekeepers have, have their own recipes for the material they put. They put in, they cut the grass, they let it go green, they don't let it dry up too much, it has to be wet, it has to be dried somewhere, they bring it in, they use the evening echo rather than the examiner to, to light it, and uh, there's a whole kind of, of detailed voodoo that goes on, you know. And uh, But when it, when it works then, and you use the smoker to subdue the bees, okay? And there is the smoke going into the hive, and you smoke a hive when you, when you approach it. And uh, one, one of the ideas about the smoke really is, uh, there are two theories. One is that the forest is on fire theory. When the bees sense smoke, they go along, they think that their hive is going to be, is going to go. They take out as much honey as they can, they fly out with that, and they won't sting you because they're full of honey. And they know if they, they sting you, they'll die, and they, want, they need the honey to survive and for the colony to survive. And also that their abdomens are so swollen, they can't get their sting into you. The other theory, and probably the more accurate one, is that all bees, funnily enough, communicate via kind of a pheromone system. And, and they, they can sense things and as a group, as a colony of, of insects working together. They know when there is a panic and so on. When you smoke the bees, they can't communicate. Their, their communication systems are totally broken up, so they're totally confused. So in that, they tend to be subdued and so on. So smoking is, is, has long been uh, the process by which uh, beekeepers all over the world have managed the bees. I put that slide in, that's the back of a beekeeper's car. If you're a beekeeper, don't going to start buying cars, especially to accommodate the frames, the nukes, the, the boxes, transporting things, uh, you know, all beekeepers are, are kind of, uh, the backs of their cars are kind of a, a, a study in itself, you know. And um, so that's that kind of, and you'd want a shade, a that's our shade at home, places to store things, the amount of equipment that you accumulate is absolutely amazing. 